so looking at there's this energy field around us where traumatic experiences can live and reside. And because it's energy, it comes back to the physical body, mm. right? So what a beautiful connection between sound, energy, and German new medicine, right? That energy brings it back into the physical body. Oftentimes in life, circumstances require being viewed from alternate perspectives in order to gain new insights and awareness around them. Like stepping back from a painting of little shaded squares until it reveals the clear intended picture. Welcome to Pixelated Perspectives, the podcast intended to offer new perspectives into your health and overall well-being, explained through the lens of German New Medicine. I'm your host, Tanya Berkwin. I'm an artist, family woman, and nature and life enthusiast. So let's get into it. Well, I'm so excited to be bringing Eve Izuski onto the podcast today. Welcome, everybody, to another episode of Pixelated Perspectives. Eve is a holistic wellness coach. We met at a German New Medicine uh, workshop class in Olds. It was um, it was wonderful. It was immediate connection right away, and we got into talking about biofield tuning and and of course with GNM. So I wanted to bring Eve on to to discuss this. Let's let's discuss the electromagnetic field and some of the work you do, Eve, it, that goes way beyond just the biofield tuning. So. To begin, I would love for you to share a little bit about yourself and kind of what's led you to the work that you do in this world. Thanks, Tanya. So lovely to be here with you. And I um, echo the sentiments you shared in terms of our connection. And I'm really glad to be here. Um, yeah, I, I'm an ex-corporate worker bee. Um, I originally worked in oil and gas for over a dozen years and um, I'm from Toronto originally, but I've been here for over 20 years. So it doesn't really count. I grew up there, but I, I've been in Calgary for over 20 years. And, um, you know, it's, it's lovely, these things that are synergistically connected because knowing German New Medicine now, I believe that at the time when I was contemplating my health and wellness, that German New Medicine was within me, because really, it was my gut that informed me that I could no longer stomach working there. Um, we can dive into that conflict. But um, I worked at the corporate oil and gas company, and it just was not sitting in my gut. Needless to say, I was, you know, talking to various different alternative health practitioners and we couldn't figure it out. Um, and wouldn't you know it, after I decided to quit, three weeks later, it all went away. So whether that conflict was resolved or not, we can, you know, dive deeper into that if we wanted to. But essentially, um, that led me to make the decision that it wasn't for me. And so I did a complete 180. I went back to school to study holistic nutrition. And during that journey, I was training as an athlete. And my coach at the time um, invited me to become a strength coach and coach other athletes. So I evolved into oh, holistic nutrition and strength training. And then that turned into this deep conversation with athletes and clients. And it brought that mindfulness piece. And that brought me to professional coaching. Uh, so I'm an athletic trainer, a strength coach, a holistic nutritionist. And I guess the proper term for that is a certified holistic training practitioner, whatever the acronym is. I, I don't care too much for the letters and numbers, but um, I'm also a professional certified coach. I do emotional intelligence work and trapped emotions in the body, which is related to the sound healing that I do through tuning forks. And uh, I work with a variety of different clients to help them understand that they can take back control of their health and well-being. Yes, it's so much, so much involvement there. And you can see the beautiful and appreciate the story leading up to all of the things, all of your experiences leading up to everything you got into. It seems so um, natural. It was just like the next step. Yeah, because you brought it up and I'm really glad you did. I read about the story with, you know, your quote unquote gut issues on your website. And I was like, yes, I, I definitely want to talk to um, Eve about this because it's so relatable. So, yes, if you don't mind, Eve, let's get into, you know, what it was 
um, about the work and you kind of alluded to that already you know you just couldn't stomach it but how what was the gut issues specifically and um, yeah what you noticed afterwards like did you have food intolerances and stuff like that involved with it that would assume that there was tracks involved Right. Yeah. So, you know, this, I love this conversation. I feel it is relatable to a lot of people. And, you know, when we have a gut feeling, how often do we think of what that gut feeling is? <laughs> I, I, I truly believe that our body gives us hints when we have the awareness to hear it and we have the time and the patience to listen. And so, you know, it started with a little discomfort of, you know, some bloating, some cramping, um, just feeling uncomfortable, right? My stomach was sending a message to me that I didn't feel equipped that I could answer. I didn't know what was going on. I was curious, was it food? Is it something I'm eating? Is it an allergy? However, we define that and what that even is. I don't know. So, I've always been a questioner. I want to know why I want to get in. I want to dive in and research and read and learn and grow. And so I started reading and researching and my goodness, the plethora of information out there. How do you make sense of it? And the world we live in today where you can at the click of a button find so much information. How do you discern what is real? What isn't? What resonates with you? So I was working with Let's see, let's see if I can name them all. A dietitian, a holistic nutritionist, a naturopath, a Chinese medicine doctor, a um, Ayurvedic professional, um, acupuncture. I was doing all of it. And we were all, you know, I had this beautiful team of people and resources. We were diving into what it was and trying to figure it out and went through some allergy testing, you know, to see, is it food allergies? Uh, I didn't relate to that because it was like, I don't believe it is, but okay, I'll go through the process. Um, so here we have this uncomfortable abdominal cramping. We have bloating, you know, the uncomfortable things. We don't want to talk about gas, um, not to mention, you know, if we talk about our bowel movements, like what's going on there, there's got to be signs here that I can interpret and, and figure out. At the time, I was in a role where I was traveling a lot for work. I would routinely wake up in the middle of the night and forget which hotel room I was in. And I didn't know where to find the bathroom and thought, oh my gosh, this is creating me a lot of stress. I believed at the time, this stress has to be correlated to what's going on in my stomach. So I'm not at home. I'm at a different hotel every week. I'm trying to maintain a life and a marriage at that time. Lots going on, right? Like I can even feel myself now, like my shoulders are coming up. I'm starting to feel that tension rebuild itself. And it's the stress that was there. So diving in, I was looking at, well, you know, the thing I connected with the most was food. I believe food is our medicine. We need to understand where our food comes from. We need to connect with nature because we are nature. We are part of nature. And so food was the thing that I was reaching towards. And so I was reading about how can I heal myself with food? What are the foods that I should be eating to help support my gut? What foods shouldn't I be eating? And, you know, to condense the story, I made the decision that I wanted to dive in deeper. I was, you know, reading, listening to things, but I wanted more. So I found a holistic nutrition program. And my initial thought was, I'll do this on top of work. <laughs> talk about loading on the extra stress, right? So I thought, yeah, I can do this. And then I pumped the brakes and went, actually, you know what? I'm done. I, I'm not doing this anymore. So made the decision, quit my job and was going to focus on nutrition. And wouldn't you know it, three weeks later, the gut issues disappeared, like just went away. And I thought, whoa, and, I, and I'm actually getting little goosies right now, but Me too. wow, the stress connection, my body was manifesting stress in the gut, right? Mm -hmm. Somehow, and again, this was before my German new medicine lens, it was the stress connection. And we all hold stress differently and we manifest it differently in the body. Mine was very gut centric. I was always a very gut intuitive person and sensitive person when it came there, because it is our second brain if we choose to listen to it, right? And so it just went away and I thought, there it is, stress, stress in my gut and the power and then food. And so I dove in to study nutrition from a holistic viewpoint because 
our bodies are so magically complex that there's a global system here, that holistic perspective. Nothing works in isolation, right? There's so many variables. And so the beauty of all of these modalities and different approaches is that what resonates with you is what will help cure you, right? You have that power to decide based on beliefs, thoughts, patterns, our psychology, our biography that we tell ourselves, because there is no one thing that is constant, right? We can think different thoughts, we can have different stressors, we eat different things, our environment is different, our sleep is different, our water intake is different. Nothing is the same to say, this one thing did this, right? I believe that it's, there's so many variables. And as much as we have science, and I'm going to air quote it, depending on how we want to measure or define that, there's an art to this because you know, we can say broccoli is the best for you, Tanya. But if you make a little stinky face or you don't like the taste or the texture of broccoli, is it really the best for you? You get to choose. There's so many beautiful things you can choose. And so that's the artfulness of, well, if we know, we get to decide. We can be empowered to choose ourselves. And I truly believe we've done too much outsourcing of letting other people decide for us. Let's take back ownership of that. Let's mm -hmm. continue to grow our own well-being and our own health by our choices. And we get to say, what am I choosing today versus being told what to choose? Absolutely beautiful. And I love how you naturally made that correlation before you even, like you said, had the GNM lens on. Dr. Hammer actually named, renamed German New Medicine or Germanic Healing Knowledge into um, Germanische Heikunde because it, it is, it, it describes the art of holistic well-being and his, the laws of nature, the science behind that literally proves what you were saying about nothing is individualized, nothing separated. So the psyche, you know, the subconscious and the brain and the organs, it's all holistic. We can't look at one area and not look at the other areas. So you, you intuitively knew that I, I love that. And I resonate so much with, and I had goosebumps when you were sharing that, because that's exactly, you know, I, how I felt when I finally learned GNM and it was introduced to it and then made the correlations afterwards, like, Oh, though, that makes so much sense. Why? Because I had some gut issues as well. And it, it made perfect sense. I had um, a lot of, skeletal muscle issues not issues but like sore sore joints sore mm -hmm. muscles sore bones and stuff and I always chalked it up to be because I was a figure skater and I was competitive and so we just chalked it up like oh it's just because you fell and you're constantly using those muscles but really I I didn't fall a lot where I had a serious injury so it shouldn't have created neck pain all the time and but then I really started to make those correlations after like, oh man, this is, this is brilliant. So I'd love to get into the electromagnetic field and just talk about that beautiful frequency of energy that, you know, that is kind of generating and not only generating, but broadcasting out. What is it exactly for any listeners who may not be familiar with this biofield um, that we all have? And yeah, what is it? What is it broadcasting? What information does it hold? Mm -hmm. Great question. And it's something that, you know, we feel. So it's great to kind of have that intuitive feeling, whether it's through your gut or just that, you know, energy you feel when you walk into a room, right? We can all relate there. And I'm going to set the context here before I dive in a little deeper. And it's the you know, have you experienced that when you walk into a room sometimes and everyone's laughing and smiling and having fun that you notice that all of a sudden your emotions get picked up and you're in that state of, oh, wow, look what's going on here. This is such a fun vibe or the opposite, right? You walk into a room and there's been something going on and there's silence and all of a sudden you're looking around, you're like, what's, what's, what's happening, right? Like you, you feel that energy change of like, uh, were there people fighting? Were they yelling? Is there something here? But we sense that intuitively through our emotions, through our biofield, which is that energy that's resonating, right? And so the biofield refers to our body's electrical system, right? The current that runs through our bodies and the magnetic field around it. So it connects our conscious 
and our subconscious mind and our memories, which is fascinating for me because there's information stored in our biofield. And we know that sound is, is an ancient healing medium. It's been used for well-being around the world for thousands of years. You know, whether we think of gongs or bowls, drums, rattles, sound is used to bring us from a distressed state to a more relaxed state of awareness, right? We put on music, we dance, we hum to ourselves, and we can really perceive sound through our entire bodies, right? Yes, our ears hear it, but our skin can feel it. Our bones can feel it. The water within our cells can transfer those sound waves as well, right? So the music you put on, you know, you walk in and you, you hear a song and you, you start to move, right? You're hearing it, but there's also a visceral response going on in the body. And that's through those sound waves. And so there's also many stressors in our lives that produce sound and also noise. And you touched on it a little bit here, Tanya, that electromagnetic frequency, right? The, the noise in our homes, our work and our environment, right? And even noise from our thoughts, right? They can all contribute to, this, to the state of our health and our well-being. So when we take sound and we apply it consciously and intentionally, it can also soothe our nervous system, right? Through a set frequency, so it can quiet the mind, it can settle emotions, and it can even help relieve some pain. And like I alluded to about music and even playing an instrument or humming to yourself, right? Music has the ability to, to take us to a place in the present moment or somewhere else where we can feel alive, more awake, or even de-stress and feel a little peaceful. Wonderful. You had mentioned emotions. So when you're explaining that, I was thinking, it sounds a lot to me like it is the psyche, like it's the subconscious mind. Would you say it is one and the same? Yeah, great question. I, you know, I believe it is. Um, you know, when we're thinking about the psyche brain experience, you know, I'm drawn to what Louise Hay said in terms of our biography, what we tell ourselves becomes our biology, right? What we feel mm -hmm. becomes what we live. And so when we have an experience, and especially if it's a traumatic experience that resonates in the body, it also is in our energy field, right? So to elaborate a little bit more on our biofield, it extends from our heart center, approximately six feet on either side of us and two feet from our head and from our feet. Right? So looking at there's this energy field around us where traumatic experiences can live and reside. And because it's energy, it comes back to the physical body. Mm. Right. So what a beautiful connection between sound, energy and German new medicine. Right. The energy brings it back into the physical body. We have an experience. Mm -hmm. We feel it. We think it, believe it, brain psyche, right? Emotion felt in the body, right? So now you've got, okay, what was the conflict going on in the body, right? Where is it stored? What happened? Well, how do we get rid of that? So I'm sure, and I'm making this up, that when you work with your clients, you have a way of uncovering that and dealing with those conflicts and processing them. Well, one way we can also entwine the work is, sound therapy through tuning forks, right? Mm. If we take a tuning fork and we apply the sound, we can listen for resonance, which is that beautiful sound it makes, or dissonance, which kind of is that stuck energy, almost like a flat tune, right? So when we can find stuck energy in the body, whether that's through the biofield or whether that's working through the chakras of the body, we can retune, so to speak, the frequency and help eliminate that stuck feeling that stuck emotion and the layers that it can add to wow what a beautiful way of helping resolve conflicts as well in the body allowing german new medicine to be applied as well as the sound therapy to be applied mm -hmm. yes that's a great ex explanation thank you for that yeah it is amazing because we it comes down to we are also in a biological body. So, you know, those laws have to, they have to play out anyway, because of that biology. But it is so interesting to, to recognize that you can pick up 
within any part of the field, the like some dissonance, right? Some, you know, a difference in the frequency and it sounds different, like you said. So have you found with working with people and then kind of getting to a certain area, for example, and hearing that mm, like discord there, does it correlate often with what symptoms, physical symptoms they tend to be complaining about? Mm, this is beautiful because uh, there's a little bit of everything there. So when I'm doing work in the biofield for folks, mm -hmm. we can trace back to birth in the biofield, right? The sequence to their current physical state. And so when I'm weaving through the biofield, I'm leaning into my intuitiveness as well as the sound that I'm hearing. So when it's a beautiful, clear sound, right? There's nothing stuck there. We get to that kind of discord that you said, I will experience physical symptoms that can mimic the client's physical symptoms. And so I don't know what they are. I offer them to the client to say, oh, I'm feeling this pressure on my chest. You know, are you noticing anything? And the client will disclose, actually, yes, this is what happened to me at this age. I felt this, or I'll feel like, oh, I have this Ooh, this heaviness in my shoulders, like this weight happening here. Are you, does that resonate for you? And then they speak to, hmm, they, you know, they have to recall and think back. Actually, at this time in my life, I was going through this particular thing that caused a lot of stress and tension. And yeah, I was manifesting it in my shoulders. So it's that openness again to using the sound as a, as a instrument literally and figuratively to hear right. the sound and then also allowing the feelings and the more we practice this the better we become right so I the more I work I do with my clients the more aware I become and have these feelings and sometimes it's a win and sometimes there's a miss right I, I feel something and the, and the client doesn't experience that so we let it go I don't hold on to it because it's my intuition and I'm my own person. And I, you know, maybe it's my experience coming in that sometimes happens because my energy can't be left at the door when doing this. Uh, so we try to come in with a neutral state, but it can blend in together. And, you know, I've had clients hear some sound through their biofield or through a particular chakra, and there's an emotion that surfaces. And most of the time it's liquid data. It's mm -hmm. tears, right? There's a release of something. And when we allow people the space to speak to, what are you feeling? Where is it sitting in your body? Where are you noticing it? And creating that space, it's amazing what comes up for people because we're not often asked that question. Where do you feel it in your body? Mm -hmm. Right? Our go-to answer is, I don't know. And that's because we feel we need to provide an answer right away, right? We want to be able to create space for, you don't need to know right now. What are you feeling? Right? Let's just sit with that and feel what the body is experiencing. Is it cold? Is it heat? Is it pressure? Is it lightness, right? Just allowing the language to come in and allowing people to express themselves without judgment. Yeah, that's truly beautiful. Absolutely. And sometimes it may not even be necessary to, you know, to revisit old conflicts and stuff. I can see it being really helpful in sometimes not even being necessary for someone to have to explain what happened. It, it's just because it's all frequency and that is connected to the psyche, which helps us resolve things right then and there. I've always been interested in that, that understanding with the biofield and and I think it's just because it's it's also connected. Like you said, it's you can't leave one area and not explore the other. It's all one and the same. So do you have any like a favorite, a favorite experience, whether it was on yourself or somebody else that was just jaw dropping as far as not necessarily like results, but just really was a powerful experience? Yes, I have several I could speak to. Um, one that comes to mind is where I was doing a chakra session with a client and the throat chakra was blocked. And the client was coming into a situation where there was going to be some 
speaking, public speaking, let's call it, and was having a hard time knowing what to articulate and how. And that day, that particular client was pretty quiet, out of character. And so when we got to the throat chakra and using sound to clear that stuck energy and bringing in and opening the channel for a sound, the one experience that is fairly consistent for me when I'm working with my clients is stomach gurgling. When you hear energy shift and, and things start to open up and clear, there's that gurgle, tummy gurgling. And I've had that experience uh, not only through this practice, but when I'm getting a massage or if I've been for chiropractic treatment, uh, something about that is that release, whether it's traveling through the body, lymph, whatever it is, but there's that, ooh, that stomach gurgle that we know something is gurgling up. It means something's happening. So I really enjoy that. But in this case, there was a lot of swallowing client was swallowing and when we finished the session the client sat up and had so much to say and had clarity and again I'm such a nerd I'm getting goosebumps again but such such clarity and language and articulation and confidence in what to say about this particular thing and it was wow there it is a brilliant example of clearing the throat chakra unstuck clear passage to speak and confidence to do so. Oh, yes, that is so beautiful. I love that. And again, it, it works alongside the psyche because if there's an openness and like that, that physicality openness of, you know, the need to swallow, well, that's a biological need, right? So you can see that within, when you're tuning the energy field, how it affects it, immediately it correlates to the psyche because there's that there's that correlation of the need to swallow and mm -hmm. so it's it's just so beautiful how everything works together i feel like this is where we're really missing out with our conventional and, mod and modern medicine is just there's this whole other area that you know unfortunately isn't covered yet and i think eventually you know that's what we're moving to but I guess that's why we call it holistic, right? Holistic approach, because it is encompassing everything. Are there any other tools that you like to use for the biofield? I would say it's mostly the tuning forks. And um, just to give a little insight for yourself and anyone listening that's curious, um, there's two types of tuning forks that I use. There, there's an unweighted one and a weighted one. And they both produce sound, one a little louder than the other. And the weighted one is one that allows me to work on the body. So we're actually touching the body with the end of the tuning fork to be able to provide sound into the body, right? Direct contact. Whereas mm. the unweighted tuning fork is sound around the body. So two different ways of applying the, those frequencies and that energy. And my other tool, which is my beautiful pendulum, which informs me of, you know, when I'm dealing with the energy around the body, um, it's my communication tool. When I speak to the client's body in silence through my mind, my pendulum informs me through yes or no responses of what's going on in, in the body for that particular individual. So this is one tool, this pendulum that I use on myself as well. Mm -hmm. um, for checking grounding, for checking polarity, and also in my clients. So it's, uh, it's with me. And sometimes when I'm having a hard time making a decision, <laughs> I'll yeah. pull out my pendulum and say this or this, yes or no, and it, and it guides me. And then, well, when I get an answer, and I don't like it, I go, well, why did I ask it if I already knew the answer? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah, that's basically applied kinesiology using that muscle testing with the pendulum. Yes, I love that. I noticed it's it's beautiful. You have a crystal on the bottom of that. How did you come to decide on which crystal that you well, wanted on the bottom? Beautiful. So it's the crystal that um, you and I are seeing here is rose quartz. Yes. Um, which is beautiful pink and I love it. Um, when I was taking my certification, the lady that was selling these um, had so many beautiful crystals and I was drawn to so many of them <laughs> and I didn't know which one to pick. Yeah. And my training kit that I was using at the time had a different pendulum in it. And so I thought, what beautiful way 
to lean into selecting a pendulum that will be my guiding tool in the future than to use my existing pendulum to help me choose. And so I took my pendulum from my training kit mm -hmm. and I took it in front of all of the beautiful crystals that I resonated with and asked and my pendulum energetically said that I chose this particular one. And so yeah. I got it. <laughs> Love it. Yeah, That's it's awesome. also got a beautiful, um, there's a beautiful piece of copper in there as well in a nice little spiral from sacred geometry which i also love um so yes this is such a lovely piece that um you know i even sometimes when i'm taking it with me i'll wear it as jewelry yeah it it's really beautiful yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, you just mentioned sacred geometry which is a fascinating topic to me and again it really applies to to it all it really applies mm -hmm. to it all how do you personally use sacred geometry I must confess that I've been lackadaisical in my application of sacred geometry as of late. Um, it's another one of those areas that there's so much knowledge and mm -hmm. things are just so naturally beautiful in the space of sacred geometry that I want to dive into. Um, my immediate go-to for sacred geometry is paying attention to it in nature and seeing where it naturally exists. Yes. Um, and also just being aware of it and knowing that it's there to guide us. But um, yeah, it's on my list for, okay, mm, there's, there's more here that I want to learn about and apply. But when we think about whether it's notes or song or sound or energy, there's a correlation there, right? That frequency, it can be brought back to, sacred geometry that you know there's spirals there are certain things and things naturally occurring in nature that mm -hmm. pull us to see that sacred geometry and really bringing it back to our our language and awareness and to our physical consciousness because I don't think we talk about it as much anymore and um, I don't even know if it's taught in schools but it's such a beautiful wonderful aspect that I think we need to bring back into the space a little more is literally a part of everything. Just think of in art, you know, we use we use sacred geometry in, in the way of making compositions. You know, we use the golden ratio, which is that Fibonacci mm -hmm. spiral. And yes. it's all just so relevant. And I feel like everything, any topic we could choose, you know, I could be like, okay, Eve, let's talk about this. Every topic would be relevant because this is the nature of reality. And I think that is, it's amazing. I think the more, conversations I have with people, the more I'm starting to understand that, like nothing should be excluded mm. from, from conversations. What else? I know you do offer coaching because I visited your webpage, um, your website a couple times and noticed you've been through your own journey and which brought you to the coaching realm. So who, who is mm. the person that you help most through your coaching? Right. Absolutely. Um, thanks for giving my website some, some, uh, some love there, put some time and energy into creating something that would be resonant for people and that they could relate to. Um, as I mentioned earlier, you know, I believe we have an opportunity to take back control of our health and well-being. And I really believe that humanity is losing itself in this ever-evolving technocratic world. And we're losing our ability to know who we are and how we critically think. And so I love working with people who are going through that inner awakening and they're ready to take full responsibility of their health and well-being. And I support their journey to uncovering their truth so that they can live an authentic life and know who they really are. I help them uncover, you know, what, what's important and what no longer fits. And so guiding them through their holistic lifestyle choices and informing them of what's possible so they can live authentically and maintain a physically and emotion resilient life. Because I believe that we have so many inputs coming in and we've outsourced so much. We need to get back to self and figuring out who am I really? And I tie it into the four pillars of health, being physical, emotional, mental, and spiritual. And I want to preface that when I say spiritual, 
it's whatever resonates with you. Spiritual doesn't have to be religious. It relates back to being authentic and to knowing that maybe there's something bigger than ourselves. And also, what is my purpose here? What are the values that are in my core that I can live through every day? Because we know when we live a fulfilling life, we're living through our values. And that brings us happiness and joy. And so I create bespoke coaching programs for people, looking at that holistic model of them as a whole human being, not just the parent, the spouse, the worker, right? The employee, the leader, but all of it, because it's all relevant. And like you said earlier, Tanya, it brings in everything and nothing is excluded. Everything is welcome because it's all connected. Yes. And I love your approach of, you know, bringing people back to their, like, let's make your well-being, your holistic well-being, your responsibility. And let me show you how you can do that. And there's so many different modalities that you, you have in your toolkit to offer them. This is the biggest thing because I feel with, you know, ever since learning German new medicine, it is, it's all about this radical shift in responsibility. So no longer are we looking for for things outside of us, right? For the cause, but also to quote unquote fix, right? Mm -hmm. It's it's an inner, it's an inner thing. And we have to know that we have this, this ability and it's just so empowering. So I feel like your coaching would be, I like how it brings you back to you've got it, everything within you, you, you can absolutely um, create a life you're living authentically. Mm-hmm. I I meant to ask you this when we were talking about like for example, the tuning forks, what if someone like, how could we, we bring this back? And what if we didn't have um, somebody to that had tuning forks, or we didn't have the tuning forks ourselves, or the pendulum, for example, how can we look at our own bioelectric field, for example, and make some shifts? Or how can we gain information just from our own awareness around that field? Ooh, that's a, that's a beautiful loaded question. Hmm. I'm going to have to let that one marinate a little bit and see what comes to mind first. But first thing that I'm thinking is starts with self-awareness is can we spend some time listening to our thoughts and listening to what our body is saying, right? So even having a few tools of knowledge, right? And if I link it, the, the, easiest one for me is with German new medicine is the sneeze, (laughs) the stink conflict. (laughs) Even if we're just creating awareness around, Hmm, I just sneezed there. Am I experiencing some type of stink conflict? That's, did I just get annoyed by something? Can I be aware of, well, what if it's something that's annoying me? That's bringing brought to my, that's coming up for my awareness to, to pick up versus, this external force of, oh, I'm allergic to that, or I don't like that, or maybe, but maybe something else. So are we open to listening to ourselves, right? Are we open to hearing of what is my body telling me when I enter this space? How do I feel? And the relevance here for me is also around language. And this is another topic that we could talk about for a while, because again, it's the words we use that help us form our thoughts, our beliefs, and turns into a bit of our biology, right? In German New Medicine, we hear that language, right? Mm -hmm. The, I was no longer stomaching working there, right? That was what was going on with my digestive issues, right? I sneezing, I'm having a stink conflict, right? I can't swallow, it's an indigestible morsel, right? There's the language we use. And so when we can help provide language and articulate, what is going on and what we are feeling and expand our vocabulary, right? We're very familiar with emotions of anger, sadness, happiness, but there are so many other emotions that maybe we overuse certain words and it's actually not this, but it's this. And a pet peeve of mine is the way language is going now and words that are being used in different contexts and we're redefining language or we're using words that are quite significant in a very blase nonchalant way right for instance the word overwhelm 
right? Oh, I'm feeling overwhelmed right now. Well, if we go back to what overwhelmed actually is, if you were overwhelmed, you would be on the floor in a paralyzed state, unable to move, unable to speak. So let me check in again. Are you really feeling overwhelmed? Well, I'm not feeling that overwhelmed. Okay, so maybe it's a different word. Do we know what that word is? Do we have the language around that, right? Oh, my anxiety. Whoa, that to me is a big word. Like anxiety? That, that's a loaded word with a lot of meat behind it. Is it that? Or are you feeling a stressor, right? Are you feeling stressed? Are you feeling uneasy? Are you feeling uncomfortable? These are a little lighter words, but they're loaded differently, right? And so being aware of what we're saying, how we're saying it, and do we have the ability to expand our vocabulary? Can we learn new words that will help accurately express what we're truly feeling? Because the more we use those words of overwhelm, anxiety, you know, stress, depending on the level, will we manifest it? I don't know. I can't say with certainty, but is it possible? Absolutely. Yes, I can see how language is a big, a big role there for sure. It's frequency, you know, as we speak it. So even language itself, just just using words, that could be a tool in and of itself instead of a tuning fork. Like, yes. you know, speaking the words um, in and around your field and, you know, causing that vibrational um, resonance where it may feel like a little bit of a discord. So, yeah, thank you. That's such a great, great idea for... You know, we don't necessarily need a tuning fork. We could use, like you say, get aware. And then what words can we bring into our field through mm -hmm. speaking and sound or maybe singing, right? As you said, with the, with the music and maybe more oomph behind that, that frequency than just speaking. But it could be different for everyone. But yeah, just to know that there are things that we can do if, um, if we don't have someone to go to or um, a, a specific tool or a, a device of some sort. How do you feel about the biofeedback machine? Do you use the biofeedback machine at all? I personally don't. Um, so in that case, I don't have an opinion on it. Um, it's been quite a long time since I experienced um, that machine. So it's rusty, but so I don't really know. I'm not able to answer that, but I know that I have colleagues who use it and clients who have used it and have had great input from it. So, yes, yes. I know several people who, who do it too. And uh, yeah, again, I think it's just another one of those tools, you know, what, what do we have at our disposal that we can use? And ultimately it's just measuring the field um, in different ways or you, probably in similar ways, but using different modalities to, to Absolutely. measure. So. Yeah, okay, and that's... Tanya, when you were talking about singing, you reminded me of, of course, our voice, the sounds that we make, mm. that's our own tool. And so we've made up that we need to have this beautiful sound that, you know, singers sound this beautiful way or that, oh, I don't have a good singing voice. Personally, I have the best singing voice, especially in the shower where they get effect. <laughs> but what is our own internal sound? And um, Eileen McCusick, who is one of the founders of, you know, I think she created the biofield system. Um, I did a workshop with her where she used the sound within yes. us to express and, and help us tune ourselves. And so that ability to be able to be carefree and open and just let the sounds come out through a note whether we're making an E, an ah, and holding it. And then you know, sometimes when your voice cracks, mm -hmm. right? When we're speaking or when we're singing and we hear that cracking, that's essentially a stuck energy, right? And how can we just allow that to continue to vibrate and provide this beautiful sound? So with that practice, right? Lock yourself in a room when no one's home. And be uninhibited and just allow yourself to sing, right? And just let what comes. We, we judge ourselves way too hard. Yeah. And so, oh, I could never do that. Oh, I'm too embarrassed. Oh, it sounds terrible. According to who? If there's no one home, you get to decide, right? So allowing yourself to, to practice those notes and letting the sound come out of the body, that will definitely be your own tuning fork. 
Oh, I love that. You know, your psyche recognizes your voice, right? It's, Mm -hmm. I mean, whose other voice would it recognize more than your own? Yeah, that's why I like to record my own meditations and and have like listen to myself speak right directly to my subconscious and it recognizes it. So I like, I love that um, suggestion. Eve, thank you so much. So our voice, our own voice and, and singing. I've lately been getting into more uh, chanting. And so this is a thing that I've found actually I'm, I'm responding, like my body seems to respond to that really well. But I think it's just for the reasons you just explained. It's when I say, oh, I will, I used to have so many voice cracks. It was insane. Like I couldn't even get through it maybe like three seconds without my voice just not, it just wasn't making this sound. And I thought, oh, this is very interesting. So the more I've been doing it, the more I feel like it's, it's opened in that channel for me, which has been really helpful. So I can see how that is. It's such a great, I would recommend anybody to start using the vocal aspect. Absolutely. So cool. I love that. Yes. The chanting is a great way and you, your personal experience right there, right? I, when I started, there was a lot of cracking yeah. as I practiced and opened up and retuned essentially myself and got more comfortable and familiar and let go of some things. And again, Ooh, what was our, our, our attachment in the brain to the sound that I was producing? Was that creating some type of stuck energy in the sound, right? Was I being too judgy of my own self, of my voice? And the more practice and comfort and ease that came, it released in a more beautiful, longer note. Yeah, that's so interesting. I love that correlation. Mm -hmm. I still have plenty of voice cracks, even when I'm just speaking. It's just is very interesting. I think I might need some throat chakra opening up. Led me into this beautiful segue of we can do sound healing and tuning fork therapy remotely. Like I've done sessions with clients virtually right there that don't have to physically be here because we can still hear sound. Right. And I have, again, I use crystals to replicate your chakras and we can do that sort of work. And, you know, I'll share this story that's short and so fascinating for me when I was training you know, we started talking about doing physical sessions in person with folks, but also doing them remotely, which was beautiful. And it's a way. And the first thing we do is always ask, ask the body, ask the energy field, is it okay to do this? And so I thought, hmm, I wonder if I could do this on a deceased person. Hmm. My dad passed away in 2017. And so I asked my teacher can we do it on someone that's passed away and we were all dumbfounded we were like I don't know well what if we asked and so I came home and I set up my crystals and I asked and my pendulum said yes and so I did a session on my deceased deceased father I don't know what to make of that it was an incredible session that I had there was lots of things that came up um for him and whether or not that impacted his soul and where it is I don't know but if you're open to believing um again what's possible right oh wow absolutely yeah it's fascinating isn't it mm-hmm. yes well you're you're right like there there's got to be some sort of effect you know obviously it's going to be for the highest and greatest good because that's the intention we place out there but yeah, because the soul still resonates. It's still, you can't go from existent to non-existent. So we know that there has to be something. And maybe one day you will you will get that intuitive impulse that, you know, you kind of think of what benefit you you were able to do that maybe you haven't been aware of yet. That's so very neat. As I was saying earlier with, you know, expanding your intuition, um, You know, I I sense things, I feel things. Sometimes I can smell cigarette smoke. Mm. My dad was a smoker and I'm holding space that maybe he's here. And to everyone listening, I am a little crazy. (laughs) So if you're thinking, what is she talking about? That's that's just who I am. And my I love my friends call me the little Polish witch because, you know, they're like, what are you doing? This little witchcraft stuff. I'm like, I'm just being present and being open 
And I'm, who knows if I'm right? Maybe I'm not right, but that's okay. But I'm just thinking like, oh, imagine if, imagine if that is my dad visiting me and offering me something right now. Mm-hmm. How wonderful. Mm-hmm. There's no harm done if it's not, but I'm just being open because we know when we're more open and expansive, we can attract more as well. Absolutely. Yeah, we I think exploring the the field of energy, even what we can't see what we can't hear. Mm. Sometimes we can hear it. Sometimes we can see it and like you, you can smell it. It's there. It's all energy. So why not explore it? I I'm definitely on the same page with that. But I definitely appreciate all these other modalities like a tune and fork, like what you would offer a client for someone who not necessarily needs it, but chooses to bring in somebody who can help because it's, it's all about, right. Communities about working as a tribe. We are, we're not intended to do this isolated all by ourselves all the time. Yes. We're bringing people back to their own um, empowerment and responsibility, but in that, you know, who are we drawn to maybe call in to help us? Not that we necessarily need, but that we're choosing. We want to be a part of this with somebody else. So I, yeah, I really appreciate that. And I've, I've really enjoyed our conversation today, Eve. I really appreciate um, you taking the time. And this is a conversation that I've never really talked about on the podcast. So I think it's great that we covered so many different areas of the, the frequency, the field of frequency and, the, you know, this whole aspect that, again, I, I don't ever talk about mm-hmm. much. So where can people find you? I mentioned your website and, and a couple of times. So What's your website and where can people find you if they want a session or to work with you as a coach? Yeah, thanks, Tanya. I really enjoyed having this conversation with you as well and feel that we could continue exploring for hours on end, but um, we'll save that for maybe another time. Um, My practice is called Wild Soul Holistic Coaching. My website is wildsoulcoaching.ca and I'm kind of an analog person. So I'm not, I don't have a strong social media presence. Um, And so the website is the best way to reach me. Uh, My email is eve at wildsoulcoaching.ca. And uh, you can connect with me through my website, send me an email, and we can book a complimentary chat, even if you're just curious. Uh, I love talking to people, meeting people. And again, that frequency and that resonance, I know I'm not for everyone because I don't necessarily resonate with everyone on that frequency. And that's okay. But perhaps there's an insight or a learning that I can share. And then I can bless and release you and perhaps send you to someone else that I know that might be of value to you. So again, that power of choice that you talked about, we all have that. And we need to take more ownership and control of that and explore what's possible and then choose the direction we want to go in. That's the empowerment piece right there, Eve. Well, thank you so much. And I will link um, your website to uh, the show notes. So anybody can just go in there and click really easily. They don't have to search it up. But again, thank you so much, Eve. And I really enjoyed this conversation. I'll definitely be reaching out to you in the future if you don't mind. Absolutely. Thank you so much, Tanya. It was a real pleasure. Thank you so much for taking the time to tune into this episode. If you found some value in it, please consider subscribing and leave an honest review in iTunes. I'd love to help get this information out to more people and go ahead and share it with a friend. You can reach and connect with me at tanyaverquin.ca or on the socials at tanyaverquin.